Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. So what kind of leader was Jesus? A servant leader, of course, but what kind of leader is that? Is a servant leader a leader that serves his people so he can get them to do what he wants them to do? Or is it something else? Is a servant leader really a leader if he or she is always serving? How does it really work to execute servant leadership in a fast-paced marketplace, workplace environment? What if your style of leadership today isn't a servant leadership style? How do you shift without people thinking you've lost your mind or fallen off your rocker and hit your head? Too many questions without too many without too many answers, for sure. Today we bring in Tom Harper from NetWorld Media Group, Deepwater Books, and BiblicalLeadership.com. He has a passion for answering these types of questions and many more in a book entitled Servant Leader Strong. Tom Harper, welcome back to I Work For Him. Great to be here, guys. We're super excited about your book, Servant Leader Strong. Why don't you just start off, what's a servant leader? Well, you know, sometimes it's better to start off with, like, what a servant leader is not. <laughs> and, uh, and I would say just a few things. A, a servant leader does not lower their position over people. I think we all kind of get that, um, but it's a good place to start. They do not build their own kingdom. They're not greedy. They're not fearful or passive or weak. That may be a little bit of a surprise to some of your listeners. Uh, they're not perfect. They're not sinless or blameless. Um, so there's all kinds of words you can describe a servant leader or the antithesis of the servant leader. But I think uh, on the positive side, it's best defined by Jesus in Matthew 23:11. He says, the greatest among you will be your servant. And you can understand this to mean that someone that's truly great will act in ways that meet people's needs. You could also say that from this verse, people who serve others will be viewed in the eyes of God and people as a truly great person. Um, so servant leaders rely on God's strength and wisdom. And to succinctly finish the de- definition, I'll say Acts 4.29 is a perfect example where it says, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. And we'll be Those right back with more with Tom Harper. Check them out online, biblicalleadership.com. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in the mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manual are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we talk with Tom Harper from biblicalleadership.com about his brand new book, Servant Leader Strong. Tom, right before the end of the last segment, you were bringing up a verse from Acts and I cut you off in it and I'd love for you to highlight that verse, please. Sure. It's, it's, um, it says, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Uh, these were some leaders that wanted God's help. They were about to do something that was scary, that needed boldness, and they, they knew they couldn't do it in their own power. And so if, like them, if we ask for and rely on the Lord's power, he can make us bold. And yet we stay humble even with that boldness because there's nothing special in us, no like ability or quality that ever outshines the light of Christ in us. Uh, he's the light of the world. He's the beacon for the lost. He's the guiding light for the followers. So if, as we follow him, people can follow us. 
So how did Jesus demonstrate servant leadership? Well, that could be a whole show just for that one question. (laughs) Yes, it could. Um, But, you know, Philippians 2, I won't read the whole section, but verses 6 through 8, it basically says that Jesus did not think that, that just because he was a son of God, that as a man, that godliness or divinity was something that he should use to his own advantage. So he had the power, but he kept it under control. Um, so he, he, he relied more on the Holy Spirit than on his own authority and power at the beginning of his ministry. You know, so he, with, with that in mind, now let's look at what he did. He, he washed feet. He fed the hungry. He healed the sick. He stood up for truth. Um, he met people's needs by, um, you know, you, you look at this wedding where he was asked by his mother to help out the host when they ran out of wine. That was an embarrassing thing. It wasn't necessarily a necessity of life, but, you know, in that moment, in that wedding, it was a necessity, necessity in their mind. Uh, but he healed a leper who asked for healing. Um, a centurion asked Jesus to heal his paralyzed servant, and he did. And, you know, so Jesus, um, he met people's needs when they requested it. Um, and so the pattern, the obvious pattern here is that um, he met his needs, but beyond that, he made sure that every time he helped or healed, he had the, a greater purpose and a bigger vision in mind, bigger mission. Uh, and that was the mission of God. And so he knew as the leader side of him, he always knew where he was going with what he was doing in the moment. Mm. You know, so one of the things that you highlighted, um, and and this, I want to make sure our listeners remember, this is the Servant Leader Strong book by Tom Harper that we're talking about today. You can call our listener line and get a copy at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Tom, I think, you know, you said at the beginning of the show that what a servant leader is not, and one of the things you said is that they're not weak. Yet a lot of people really don't understand that a servant leader, are they really leading if they're always serving? Help us out with that. <laughs> well, you know, a, a leader who is a servant leader has this dichotomy, this mental, psychological dichotomy always present where, okay, I got to serve, I got to give people what they need and what they're asking for, but then I have to lead them. So I'm like, I'm among them. And yet then I have to get in front of them to lead. And, you know, um, and so, so there's just this constant effort to, to serve what is needed in the moment, but also to serve the bigger vision, the bigger reason that I, as a leader, am in this position, you know, God puts leaders in positions and he does that for his own purposes. And so when we realize that he has a purpose that's even greater than what we can see for our leadership uh, and that we can still make decisions to meet people's needs and to serve them in the moment. But if, if we ever for a moment relinquish our obligation and our commitment to the Lord to be bold for truth and to be courageous, uh, then then we really shirk our duties and our responsibilities as as the leader. And we just really kind of get relegated to serving people. And that's not a bad thing. Serving people is not bad. But if you're a servant leader, there's two words at play here, you know, serving and leading. And that's why the whole servant leader strong theme really hit me as I, as I read through the whole Bible um, and got a kind of a theology of servant leadership. I realized that if you even just start with Jesus, he, he was not weak. You know, he started off his ministry very meek and quietly, but as time went on, he established his authority. He wasn't afraid to stand up for truth. 
Tom, I love the fact that Jesus wasn't afraid to stand up for the truth. But is a servant leader a leader that serves his people so he can get them to do what he wants them to do, or is it something else? Well, unfortunately, what you imply in your question is true. You know, many leaders serve in order to get, whether it's out of greed or money or power or for some other kind of gain or manipulation. Um, Sometimes they even serve out of fear. And I say they, but I can probably should say we, Um, you know, and there are many worldly, rather unholy reasons to serve as leaders. You know, Uh, the world has propped up servanthood as just kindness, flexibility, authenticity, and it's a real soft leadership. But Peter exhorts us in uh, 1 Peter 4, he says in verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Then he goes on um, that if anyone serves or speaks or does whatever we're called to do, we should do it with the strength God provides. And so, you know, we're exhorted to be strong in how we serve. And we apply the gifts and skills and strengths he's given us. And uh, so I just think that, um, you know, as we, as we lead people, it's not serving them well at all if we're manipulating them to do what we want. We right. have to serve the greater mission, mission, the greater vision, and really the greater truths of life that God gives us. Mm, that's so good. And I love that you're quoting so much scripture. And I just want our listeners to know that that is one thing that they'll find in this book that we're talking about today with Tom Harper, that he's just written, Servant Leader Strong. And throughout your book, you do an incredible job of listing out the scriptures because I think a lot of people, it's either one or the other. It's like, okay, there's all this great philosophy, but I don't know what the Bible really says about it. Where did this come from? It is very clear in this book, Servant Leader Strong, that the scripture is the foundation for it. And remember, you guys can get a copy of this book to the uh, first five callers at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. So, Tom, we are live in a very fast-paced marketplace, workplace environment. Most of us do. How do you really execute servant leadership when there's so much going on? Yeah, well, my, my first answer to that is really just based on what you just said about the book. I, I read through the whole Bible. It took a few years to take my, you know, I took my time. You talk about a fast-paced world. I went the opposite <laughs> tack, and I... I wanted to look through the whole Bible for verses that had to do had to do with leadership, mm-hmm. and that's how I came up with the the strength involved with servant leadership. And so, you know, some people see servant leaders as more reactionaries, you know, in in this fast paced, in this hard hitting workplace environment. But when we look at Christ, we see that he was more of a revolutionary. And leaders, by definition, see what needs to be done before others do. They understand what needs to happen in the long term. And they translate that down into decisions in, to decisions in the moment. And in the marketplace, speed and decisiveness are so highly valued. And so serving as a leader means helping people achieve their goals of speed and agility. You know, help them do it fast. Uh, but but we all, these people, they also want to feel protected and safe as they do their work. You know, a feeling that the leader can provide through his or her authority. But as we serve them with, their, with our authority... We can help them feel both they're doing their job well, but they're also um, 
feeling protected and that and you know and that's really where the leader can step in that's why the subtitle is uniting biblical wisdom and high performance leadership <laughs> so let's just say you're not a servant leader right now and yet this really this book servant leader strong really resonates with this whole idea of servant leadership really resonates with you and you want to shift your leadership style from being a dictatorial maniac to being a servant leader because you know a lot of us honestly as a jesus follower that's the kind of management i was taught dictatorial leadership you know do as i say you're getting a paycheck shut up and do your job to that's not jesus's style how do you get how do you flip that switch without people thinking that you lost your mind falling off your rocker or hit your head yeah, I think that's the, the crux of our discussion today. A great question. The first thing that that I think anybody can do and should do is to assess their current style, their personality, their tendencies, um, and then also look at, you know, what are my limitations and weaknesses as a leader, but also what are my strengths? You know, not to just dwell on what needs to be improved, but what am I already doing well? So, so when that's done, when you really know yourself well, then you can look at what Christian servant leadership looks like. And that comes from reading the word, you know, it, it, um, that, it, that kind of leadership may seem somewhat mysterious, uh, but really servant leadership biblically spans a full spectrum of leadership traits. For example, there's strength, there's courage, there's boldness, while at the same time there's gentleness, kindness, and love. And that's how Jesus was, mm-hmm. you know, so... If you've got a stronger personality or maybe you're more on the quieter end on both opposite sides, it's really just a matter of adding in the full spectrum, almost like a rainbow. You know, rainbows are complete with all their colors present. Um, we get that beautiful arc only because all the colors are present. And a true rainbow can only exist when all the full colors are there. So if we look at ourselves that way, the, the ultimate model of servant leadership in Jesus was like the rainbow. Can, can um, you so give us some, I think that's where we begin. I, I get practical with this. Give us some examples. Tell us what this looks like. I, I don't want I don't want the show to go people to go, "Ah, it was too ethereal for me." Show me what tell us what how, what does this look like? Give us an example. Tell us a story. Well, what I did over many years, I mean, I'm I'm 50 years old, okay? And so I, I look back when I was um, in my early 20s, I became a believer and I was in the marketplace. And I, I knew that I had certain tendencies. I was on that quieter end of the spectrum. I was maybe shyer. I, I was more easily swayed by authority. And I had some leaders that were over me that really had that authoritative style. And I thought, like you just said earlier, Jim, that was the way to do it. You know, that, that was the, the, the mm-hmm. best leadership style was to do, do what I say because I know what I'm doing and I'm in charge. Well, what I saw over about a 10-year span was that that didn't work very well. Yeah. And I actually kept you know, learning uh, things not to do. And so as I got more, as I matured and as I moved into a CEO role, I, I realized that that kind of leadership, number one, it wasn't my style, which I was thankful for. Um, but I also saw that, you know, servant leadership was the goal. And I read all kinds of books on servant leadership. But now what I realized is, is I have to add some strength to it because of my personality, you know? And so I was really encouraged when I, when I read all the verses that, that exhorted me and, and others to be strong and bold and courageous. And Jesus did that. And so that's, that's, that, there's your story. And, you know, it's my story on, mm-hmm. on how I took my personality and I saw what, how Jesus was and what I needed to do in order to lead. I had to be strong. My people needed some authority and strength. But then I learned that that's biblical. 
You know, mm. it's okay to be that way, and I should be that and that's, way. And that's so good, because then going back to it being biblical, it's like that gives you that reassurance. So what is the biggest resistance that a leader is going to face when they decide to move towards a more servant leadership style? It's probably that internal resistance, my long-time tendencies and habits, ah. my, my personality. Those are the things that are hardest to change, you know. Yeah, we're going to have resistance from external sources, from people who maybe aren't believers or people that criticize us. But I would say back on that practical end of, of, of the discussion here, if we identify one or two things to work on, in, whether they're a, a, a habit or a personality trait or a tendency, um, and I know that I need to change those things to be more of a servant leader, um, I'm just, you know, the best place to start is with just those things. You know, we're not called to immediate perfection but right. to conform ourselves into right. the likeness of Christ throughout our lives. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, lots more with Tom Harper from biblicalleadership.com, biblicalleadership.com. Just an amazing place to get some amazing wisdom and also a way for you to get a copy of the book, Servant Leaders Strong. You could call into the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK, and get a copy of Servant Leader Strong. Even if you're listening to the podcast, you got a shot at it too. You're listening to I Work Rain with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. That's I Work For Him Power Pod. Take control of your listening time today. Hey, welcome back to I Work For Him as we talk with Tom Harper, who wrote the book Servant Leader Strom. Check him out online, biblicalleadership.com. Not only is the book available out there, but you can get access to some great writing that's... Tom, you got a lot of contributors out there on biblicalleadership.com. I think you've even highlighted one of my blogs or or something like that. (laughs) You got better people out there than me, but what's biblical leadership all about? It's a free content site. We've got about 50 or 60 writers. We, uh, we get content from people like Ed Stetzer and Rick Warren uh, and, then, and then the rest of us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but there are just some really good content from people that are, that are in the trenches. They're leading out in the marketplace or in churches, and they're, they're living out these, these biblical principles that we're talking about today. And so they're really inspiring and encouraging. I would just, I would just encourage anyone to go over to that site and sign up for the newsletter. It's free. You know, there's no obligations or anything like that. It's just a flow of content every day. Yes, it is. And it's great. And um, that you just you do a lot of the work for us. So you push it out. So we have it. So I want you to just tell us real quickly, we've been talking about your new book, Servant Leader Strong. Who did you write this for? As our listeners are hearing this, you know, they may not even think they're a leader. Who who should be reading this book? Who It's your heart's desire that they pick up this book and read it. Well, I have to be like really honest, and I think I do in this yep. authentic show. <laughs> I wrote it for myself. <laughs> okay, so have you read it? <laughs> no. Yes, I've, okay. I've actually gone back and read through my book many, many times. Um, because, you know, I did a Bible study to, to draw out all these principles, but I realized that I am the target reader of the book. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am someone who is trying to be a Christian in the workplace. I'm trying to do my job. I'm trying to lead. I'm, I'm trying to um, not forget about Jesus when I go back to work, you know, that Monday morning atheism. 
And so I, I'm just, I just fit right into that. And, um, and so I just would say, you know, you're not alone. If, if you feel like that, you know, you're at church, you're one person at church on the weekend, you're in, in, you turn into a different person at work. Yeah. It's reality for all of us trying to be believers in the workplace. So get raw and personal with us in the audience here. How did this impact you? As you worked through this, what were those one or two, two things in your life that needed to be wiped clean so you could truly demonstrate servant leadership in in your organization? The biggest thing that came out of my whole study, my whole work, work on this book was the word strong. I realized after a couple decades of, of senior leadership at our company that I needed to be a stronger leader. I need to be bolder in the church, in my, my leadership in the church. I need to be bolder in my family. I need to be bold to stand up to Satan and, you know, the enemy's working. And that's why that was the biggest revelation to me personally with my, my personality. You know, I, I, I just needed more boldness and, and, and courage. And it was really hard because it's very stressful to be someone that you're not. But when you know that God wants you to change and move in a certain direction, he can empower you to do it. And I had people encouraging me. And so mm-hmm. you know, I would say that I have changed over the past couple of decades as I, as I have striven to, to lead biblically. So biblically. Give us an example of, of one of those things that you've done um, that you had to kind of push yourself to do in leadership. Uh, I would say that... Um, I, I always would tend to shy away from speaking opportunities uh, in meetings, in at conferences, and my company produces conferences. You know, we're in the uh-huh. secular world, and and we sometimes I saw an opportunity that I had to step up and and welcome everybody to the conference and and speak and do presentations. And so, as time went on, I realized I needed to do more of that. Mm. So I. I purposely put myself into uncomfortable situations knowing that God was there with me and looking back on it I needed to be in those situations where I had to speak in front of hundreds and sometimes a thousand people and that's really stretched me and grown me and God has encouraged me and strengthened me as a result. Tom Harper with biblicalleadership.com thank you for sharing your brand new book Servant Leader Strong thanks for being an I Work for Him today. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Make sure you call the listener line, 866-713-9675 to get a copy of the book, 866-713-9675. Get a copy of Servant Leader Strom. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him Nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.